When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we are with another Cosmic Salon, and I have a friend in the field, Mr. Michael Deacon from the Michael Deacon program here today, and it's been a long minute since we've chatted, and so I'm thrilled to have you back, Michael. How you doing? I'm pretty good. <laughs> That's what you always say. <laughs> I mean... I can't really complain too much, but thank you so much for bringing me back on here. I, I kind of forgot it's been that long. It, ha- it really has been. It's all moving so fast, don't you think? Moving a little too fast. Once again, though, thanks for inviting me on. It's always a bit different when you're on the other side of an interview. <laughs> I know. this. Listen, I don't do interviews. I do chats and conversations. So, you know, and then plus I call you a friend and you're a friend in the field. We do the same thing. We have a lot of the same people. So this ain't no interview. Just get that into your mind. Wrap your mind around Understood. That. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. But anytime I'm not in control of the show, I'm always like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> I got in you in way, the seat. Yes. Yeah, in a good way, though. I enjoy these sort of things. Well, you're good at this. And so they say. And I will say, I mean, you, I personally think you have the best voice out there. Oh, my. I, yeah, I do. And there are some good voices, but as far as male voices, I think you just are the cream of the crop. And so I haven't heard many male voices I like, to be honest. Yeah, it's difficult. And you know what? This is kind of a boys' club, it's mostly. I mean, there's a lot of women out there, but it does seem to be still predominantly males. Of course. I mean, most women don't want to get behind the microphone. They want to be seen on camera. <laughs> I know. I'm with you. I'm a disc jockey with you. I'm like, let's just let's talk. You don't need to see my talking head. <laughs> I mean, this is much. I Personally, I prefer this way. It's much more old school. And let's let's face it, though, even though if you do come out with a video, most people are just going to minimize it. Yep. And put you on the background and go do errands, you know, that sort of deal. 
Yes, it is that way. And we're old school kind of radio oriented. And I, of course, value that. Also, in the long run of things, we don't have AI tracking the way we talk. That is a pure giveaway for people that actually know you. AI can recreate us from photos and get our voices down. But we all talk in such a particular way that if it's off in, say, an AI-generated deep fake or something, those that know you will know that immediately. And by the way, does that worry you at all? I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are concerned about AI. And I hate to ask you this question, like if I'm doing an interview, but this is something (laughs) I find pretty fascinating. And I'm wondering if you're someone who has these sort of concerns that a lot of other people do. Personally, I, I don't have too many concerns about AI. I feel like we should embrace it. But to a certain extent, there's some other people that have lost their lives because of chatbots, as as you know. Well, I'm vehemently opposed to it, and I've been opposed to it for decades now. I wrote papers in college about it. I wrote papers in college, and this is going back some years, child. I wrote papers in college about uh, bio sensors, bio-identity, all this stuff that we're going through now. I was looking forward, and of course I am psychic, but I was talking about this. No, I'm not having any of it. I do already. I'm radical. I think we've already hit singularity. The terms alien and artificial are interchangeable to me. When we're talking about this invasion, which I do think is an alien invasion of artificial intelligence that is ancient. So it's the triple A, the triple threat. And I believe that we have already hit that. And the reason why we feel like we're in an uncanny valley is because of this dynamic. So let's get back to you before we go forward. There is something I asked if we could talk about. You had a little bit of a back accident and that makes makes you stay really tight with the two hours. Tell us what happened. I've been curious. I don't know. Well, nothing exciting happened. I mean, I didn't get it doing something fun. I was, that's like the best case scenario. (laughs) Right. No, nothing like that happened. I wish something cool would have happened like that. But unfortunately, I was just sitting down like I am now. And um, well, the only difference is I had like my tailbone all the way to like the corner of of this really uh, old chair. And I was sitting that way for I, I don't know how long, for hours. And uh, I, I tried getting up, and then both of my legs fell asleep, and I felt like a crippled old man. Wow. Pretty sure I slipped the disc. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, and I know it's taken you a while to just get to where you are now. That's terrible. You need cushions. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm heavily cushioned right now, like if I had hemorrhoids. <laughs> Yeah, I have like the pens on right now. So cushioned yes, up. Yes. I have to. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> yeah. t- it's terrible. You know, everything in my house, I love the old stuff. And so right. I'm just accustomed to knowing how, you know, some things need, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta be cognizant. You really do. And you, you totally forget how uh, sensitive our, our bodies truly are and how everything is just connected. 
So I'm feeling this weird pain all the way down my calf muscle now. Uh, my hip hurts. Again, man. I feel like a crippled old man. Are you tilting forward a little? You should be trying to tilt forward. Uh, I'm not actually. Maybe I should. Yeah, you should be sitting on the uh, actually on the edge of your seat and tilting forward and keeping your back straight and kind of sticking your booty out like you're twerking. That's right. You know, wow. like you're going to twerk. So you but can't. you know, th- there is something <laughs> I must say, though, when when you are injured this way and you're kind of just uh, laying on your back for hours on end, you know, you're contemplating life. You're thinking about all kinds of things that happen to you. You're thinking about um, your friends, your enemies. Yeah. Everything is going through your head. And I, I no different. I, I started thinking about everything. Yeah. I, I almost had like a um, a life review, I, I could almost say, like a psychedelic uh, trip, per se. Yeah. What are the insights that have come to you with this? And nothing like being in extreme pain and then being bedridden for those kinds of things to come through. Yeah. And I'm glad I, that you actually yeah. went through this, not the pain, but these kind of life review moments. Yes, the, the journey for sure uh, occurred. While laying in bed, I, I thought about my life, and uh, to be honest with you, I really appreciate um, everything around me, even even the people that I hate and despise in this world. Yeah. I started appreciating all of them. Yeah. Well, Isn't it funny that that could happen to you just uh, by being injured? Other people, not so much. Other people could, um, it could probably lead them to depression and all kinds of stuff, but I wasn't exactly depressed. I just started thinking about everything. Yeah. The universe. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you came to that, um, to the higher aspect of it, because a lot of people get bitter and or remorseful of of things they can't change and, and being an asshole in the past. And it does us no good to beat up on ourselves. But also, yeah. it's important that we take responsibility internally, at least. Yeah, and that's exactly what was going through my mind. And now, uh, again, I, I've always appreciated life, but this time I appreciate it even more. That's kind of um, the takeaway here. Yeah. Got to appreciate everything. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. This is kind of how we decorate our own sphere, which, of course, affects everyone's sphere that's close in to us. And we can change things that way. I'm sorry you went through this though and have had to deal with the pain and all that because it does suck it it definitely does suck and well that happens though i i mean i i think about it all the time and furthermore i'm looking at the date here and the holidays are coming up and these are times when people become increasingly uh, depressed and then encourage them to um, act out and make terrible decisions yeah yep Oh yeah, it, it and this year above all others because it's you know it's actually darker out now than it ever has been in my life. It really is. It really is. And in America, regardless of our petty differences, things could be a lot worse. I hope everyone at home is listening and doing well and in good health. Do not let the chaos of life uh, bring you down. That's one thing I want to put out there. Yeah. Well, we've got to maintain that internal compass that leads us into where we're going those of us that have come from an idea of triumph or the glass is at least 
half full. That's a mindset. And I know it can be hard with all the stuff going on. With this said, I want to play this clip for you. El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, with Tucker Carlson. The demise of the USA has come from within. No external enemy can cause so much damage as an internal operation. I am from a third world country and I see cities in the U.S. where I wouldn't want to live now. When you see cities in the U.S. eroding so fast, this has to be by design. So I'm going to just play this. Uh, the demise of the U.S. has to come from within. Right? The enemies have to be inside, not not really outside. No, no, no external enemy ca- could can cause so much damage as internal. It's an internal operation. And you're, here, you're watching internal operations here. You, you can see them in, the, in cities, cities that were pristinely beautiful 30 years ago, are wastelands right now. You would see people, I mean, I'm from El Salvador, a third world country in Central America. And myself, I can see cities here and say, I don't want to, I want to live here. So, that, that would be unthinkable three decades ago. Totally unthinkable. That a Salvadoran wouldn't want to live in a U.S. city? In a U.S. main city? I mean, Los Angeles, San New York, Francisco, Chicago. Yeah. Well, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. When you look how the cities are eroding so fast, this has to be by design. I mean, who, who, I mean, who would make so many stupid decisions? Like, okay, we're going to we're going to give you money for drugs. Really, they're doing that. In some cities, they're giving people drugs. I mean, they're literally giving people drugs in some U.S. cities. Or they say, okay, we're going to give you money if you don't work. Or we're going to, you know, they make all of these laws that make no sense. So uh, they- I found that very illuminating and i agree with him a hundred percent with the whole thing that this was an internal job that we're going through now i have friends down in south america and through mexico and they're and they're all happy to be there now let me tell you <laughs> so, yeah. they're fine where they are yes a hundred percent and by the way unfortunately i didn't get to hear uh, that clip of that gentleman the el salvador president but i I think I had a read about that, and I agree with him 100% about about what he was saying about it feeling unsafe living in modern America as cities, as violent, you know, in, in American cities. And uh, they are very riddled with uh, crime and just backwards policies. And you see that a lot in, out here where I am in California, and the general population right now is already incredibly violent. And uh, more than willing to physically harm you. Yeah. And um, furthermore, driving out here in California, I experienced how apathetic people truly are on the road. Uh, I've seen the road rage. And at times I've been the one to yell out the window and flip some poor so on. <laughs> yeah. So stay away from crowded areas right now, ladies and gentlemen. Stay away from people in general. Yeah. I agree with that. It's crazy. You know, I think it's too easy for everyone to blame The people coming through and wanting to get all crazy with the people coming through. 
it's happening because it's an inside job. It's the people here in control that are doing that. It's not the people coming through. And I think that although we could point our fingers to the majority of fighting age men, leaving their women and children, and we can look at that. It's all real. It's all happening. But it's not really them, the inside job. It's the, the, the old thing. The house always wins, and the house right. is funding this. It's how the people are being vetted as well. Uh, there's lots of good people out there that want to come into this country, and some of them are not even being permitted to enter this country. Yeah. While others who have long rap sheets get in rather easily. And this is a big problem. And I'm in a border town, so, you know, I feel a little bit differently than a lot of other people do. It really is a tricky situation, and it's unfolded. I know we've talked about this in the past, and it's just interesting to watch where people's point of focus goes. And I'm always perplexed by that because, you know, I try to keep a center neutral stance looking at things and i try to stay off of bandwagons and all that because i think that's the better place to be for me you know i'm speaking no i agree if you go if you agree with everyone in the mainstream and just (laughs) everyone in general you're a part of um in my opinion you sort of are attracting or bringing in and i use that in the most accurate way the mind virus in my opinion yes because that's what it is Yes, it is. And see, this ties into kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier. I think that a lot of this is energetics of electricity. And the mind virus is really connected into mind control, electronic mind control. And this, of course, gives way to a lot of stuff I talk about. And have been. I'm glad to see that the receipts are in, that people are starting to take these other ideas that seemed really far out, like us being electronically manipulated to the degree that we are more seriously now because the receipts are coming in. They're making their way across the whole realm. Everyone that's been noticing or paying attention to how strange everything is, is now able to turn away from these mainstream and i do michael i include the (laughs) alt media is mainstream these days all those fuckers that oh i don't listen to yeah i don't listen to shows that are popular i don't well i'm suspect suspect. yeah you're only allowed to get popular if you do something yep or if you're already doing something um pretty nefarious so i'm very very wary of, of these programs that get popular overnight all of a sudden. Anyone that has a big audience, I'm very suspicious about. I'm almost sure they're doing something illegal. We might even need to notify the FBI. <laughs> I might need to call the cops on a few of these people. <laughs> well, that's a bad idea. <laughs> you know. I don't think so. I think I should call the police <laughs> and have them investigated. I'm not even lying. I'm calling the FBI tomorrow on a few people. Well, that didn't work out very well for Tracy Twyman. Well, uh, she went the wrong way. <laughs> Which way was that? <laughs> well, she could have asked for other people's help, but, you know, it happens in life. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I also must say this will sound a bit woo, but, and again, going back to what we are just talking about, I'm sure it's not the first time it's been spoken about, but a few years ago, I wouldn't have given it uh, too much thought. 
the times have changed and I now firmly believe that individuals who suffer from like, let's say mental illness, mm -hmm. I, I think they are easily possessed by entities from the beyond. Mm -hmm. And the large demographic of people who are under medication, in my opinion, are 75% more susceptible. I, I probably estimate that way too high, but, but then I see all of these uh, pointless violent acts and think elsewise. Well, okay, so you know I love the woo. I've built right. my whole situation up on the woo, and I agree with you. But now it's so funny because most what you just said, there are receipts for all of it, and it's it's like becoming not woo because this is actually technology. And I think it behooves us to understand what does technology actually mean? Because the bodies we walk in are organic, bioorganic bodies are actually a form of technology. It's important for us to understand how deep that word really penetrates into our vernacular. And let me just add this. I, know, I do know that more than one in five adults in this country live with some form of a mental illness, by the way. And those listening who want to challenge that, go ahead. But how many times have you heard someone say they weren't themselves after they took X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want you to think that I'm approaching this from a religious point of context. It goes beyond man's interpretation, in my honest opinion. But I do feel, personally, these things don't care what you believe. And this sort of energy force has existed way before man's time. Yeah. And you might be asking yourself how I know this. Uh, you know, this isn't just something I've created out of nothing. This was something that was related to me through a series of dreams. Oh, let's get into a, that. Well, well, here's the thing. I could spend hours talking about that, but this wasn't my intention for today's broadcast. These sort of uh, things are troubling uh, to me. And if I talk about it, talk about these things too often, that resolves in me having to experience these bizarre dreams all over again. And Mr. Aquino seemed to rather be uh, too interested in hearing uh, me tell it. This is also both fascinating and disturbing to me personally, by the way. Mm -hmm. So I try not to talk about it too much anymore. Well, there's a knowing that comes forth in that space. And for you to get there and now actually feel more conviction in those dreams and in this hypothesis of yours. It's starting to freak me out, by the way, yeah. Yeah, well, it validates because what you're seeing around you is validating what you are being shown through a liminal space, a, a form of liminal communication through the dream realm. Right. And we've talked about my dreams um, plenty of times. Yes. But these other series of dreams, these are ones I don't like. You are holding out. <laughs> I, I kind of am. <laughs> well, okay, so let's pivot a little bit. And I know I'm back and forth, but I always That's tie right. it together. So, we will do that every now and then. Yes, I love it. So as far as wild experiences or experiences of what, has been traditionally termed woo with things out there, possible alien life or whatever. What Have you had a recent experience? Is there something that could have shifted you a little bit towards this? To be honest with you, not exactly. 
because I've been having these weird experiences since I was a child. And just recently, I kind of revealed one of those stories to my old man, my father. And it's about his mom, my grandmother. And when I was a child, you know, she would be washing the dishes. She'd be out in the kitchen doing all kinds of things late into the night. I would be asleep and I could hear it every now and then. And when she passed away, lo and behold, I heard someone in the kitchen doing exactly what she would be doing. So let's say maybe about a month or so after she passed, I hear all these things going on in the kitchen. I get up kind of forgetting that my grandma even passed. Mm -hmm. And I go in there thinking I'm going to see her. And lo and behold, no one's there. And of course, I had the door open. My parents' door was closed. Nobody was there. It was the weirdest thing. It's almost like my grandmother visited one last time. Yeah. And that kicked off all kinds of uh, weird uh, incidents and stories and all kinds of crazy things that I tried not to, I, I tried to overlook, to be honest. But now coming back to all these weird things again, it's, I mean, I firmly believe what I saw or thought I experienced. I mean, these are things that I was more than sober. Let's put it that way. I was just a kid. Yeah. And of course, later on, more things have occurred in my life, like just uh, this great ball of light just sort of manifested in a hotel room at about 12 p.m. Wow. Right. And, uh, yeah, all kinds of weird things have happened to me. And now I, you know, I started off being an agnostic atheist. And now I'm kind of someone who just believes in God. Mm, well, in this is interesting. Right. I mean, I, I'm not sure why I, I all of a sudden do, but I, I kind of do now. Okay, so let's let's look at this sure. a little deeper. When you think of God, though, what what is the All-Father to you? What is God to you? I believe it to God, uh, not a person, believe it to be uh, some sort of energy. Yeah, uh, that's strange, how I see it. Extracted, strange um, energy that uh, sort of exists throughout the universe. Yeah. I believe that to be God. And I know a lot of religious people out there, they go to church, they do all these things, especially those that read the, you know, they read the, the Christian Bible. Yeah. A lot of Christians out there. And even in that text, they say God is already in you. And I sort of feel the same way. I think that's kind of all you need. You don't really need to be going down uh, to church every Sunday. You don't be doing this or that. You are already of, of, of God, essentially. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel this way. And it's been alienating to a lot of my friends that don't understand the deepness of the concept. And they, I think people get really hung up on structured religions and forms of, you know, really shards of what the essence of God is. That They're still, they're still stuck on man's social construct of religion. Yeah. Because it's all man's interpretation. It's not really of of God. Yeah. In my personal opinion, I know other people would want to argue about that, but I don't care. 
<laughs> well, you shouldn't. I don't give a shit what they think. <laughs> Amen's. <laughs> that's, you know, because we're having our personal experience, and that's ultimately what is the name of the game. We're interfaced in a in a very personal way. Our our symbols can be collective. We can understand collective symbols, but we develop our own as we move along the trail, and right. and language is this way as well. And this deepening experience as we get into the uncanny valley, I think for anyone that is seeking some sort of meaning out of it finds this aspect that you're talking about. And right. it's going to be different for everyone. It's going to be very difficult for a lot of people because some people don't have anything going on in life. Yeah. And this goes back to those with mental illness again and those being susceptible to these strange entities, whether they are good or bad. Um. I, I truly feel people that don't have anything going on in their lives, they become depressed, obese, they start hanging out on Twitter, <laughs> they start hanging out on all kinds of things and not doing anything in life. <laughs> it's the truth, though. I feel I feel like that. there's a lot of that going on in America and, and around the world. And I would say, consider yourself lucky, by the way, that you have a show to do and things of this nature. Yeah. I consider myself lucky as well because some people don't have uh, a goddamn thing going on in their lives. And it's (laughs) pathetic, by the way. I look at those people and um, I spit at them, by the way. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I don't really, I don't do that. But it's true, though. I do feel for those people that don't have anything going on in their lives. And yeah, it sucks for them, you know, because they got nothing. Well, you know, there's there's always this idea, and you know, you know it, and you've had people talk about it. You've been around a long time. So this idea, and I'm only going to use the surface-level term so we Uh-oh. can get on the same page, but I, I think the term is kind of antiquated, and it's kind of cringy. But the NPCs. Ah. Uh-huh. The NPCs, the normies. Right, the filler people, really. What What do you think about that? Because in a, in a way, that's what you're talking about. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of normies out there, lots of people that just live day by day, paycheck by paycheck. I mean, I feel you. So do I. We all live paycheck oh, yeah. by paycheck. But <laughs> yeah. there's just people that, again, just there's nothing there. The lights are on, but no one's home. And there's so many people like that out there. They're your neighbors, they're your friends, they're your family, they're NPCs, they are normies. And again, I I feel for them. Sometimes I wish I was a normie so I didn't have to think about all these things that go through my mind. But Mm -hmm. then I come back around and say, you know what? I'm glad I'm not a normie or an NPC. I'm glad I don't have multicolored hair (laughs) and weigh 500 pounds. (laughs) Okay, so... Recently, very recently, I very. have been viewing, so there was like a little gathering. I'm not saying oh, anyone's no. names. The but gathering. There was a gathering and of people, some this really. Wasn't a, this wasn't an ICP gathering, was it? No, but. Okay, because a lot of those people were possessed. Well, this this was interesting. This oh So this has got 
some big names and one that just blew up out of nowhere. And I'm not, I'm not going to go there and get catty, but why, why not? Why not bring up names? We, uh, we love I, names here. I'm not, do, well, that's your show and we'll do that. Are you on scared of them or what's going on? I just don't want to get there with that. But oh. I do. Here's my point though, is that a, several of the people are out there uh, promoting health and wellness and they're out there being pedantic about stuff. And so when I saw them, I'm looking at this raw footage coverage in the last couple of days and I'm like, Oh, okay. Because you know, (laughs) they're always, you know, their lighting's perfect and you usually just get to see like shoulders up and stuff like that. And you know, no profiles and talking. You 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 know everything's very curated, even if it looks like it's not. And so yeah. this footage was very um, illuminating, like being in person. But the thing about the camera is, uh, it captures an interesting side to people that is different when you're in presence with them because you're in presence with the way they're animating. So I was surprised to see some of these health guru-y type people or these pedantic people looking so unhealthy and out of shape, chain smoking. And, and I'm not, I'm not casting stones here. I'm just saying these, some of these people are out there having a lot of conviction in what they're saying that others should do. And, and in a way that is also covering their arses as well. So that, you know, they'll end it with, well, you do you, basically. So I'm looking at some of these big names. I'm going, oh, my God, you know, this woman is completely out of shape. And her skin looks terrible. And, you know, she's got blackness in the teeth. And she's pushing health and healing stuff. And, and you know, it's a reminder that, Things aren't what they seem, and people are not what they seem. And they get these big followings based on this kind of stuff, and you never really get to see the true true. And the thing is, when you're in person with someone, you get to experience their indwelling spirit, and so you can be overwhelmed by that. I know this. So when you're just looking at raw footage, you can kind of see how... They really are living. Are they walking that talk? And so I was just coming to terms with how hypocritical and cliquish so many of these circles are, Michael. Isn't it disgusting? There's a lot of uh, cliques out there. Mm -hmm. A lot. Most of the the scene, uh, those that are on the uh, talk circuit, the, the ones that go to all these conferences and such, that's a clique of its own as well. Yes, and they all have to sort of uh, get along and promote each other's work and validate <laughs> it and act like they're all friends. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, they're all talking shit about each other. Mm-hmm. It's quite hilarious. And, of course, I get all the inside stuff because I talk to all these jokers. I talk to a lot of them, too. <laughs> so it's um, – well, speaking of that, let's let's pivot over. You did Contact in the Desert this year. Right. I covered the event. Yeah, so, you know, give us a little bit of something-something out of there. Well, I mean, it was mostly filled with uh, older folks, by the way, those that are about 50 years old and 
uh, plus and up. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's because it was so damn expensive to begin with. Yeah. The younger people, they're not going to waste money on that. They're not going to spend as much as a a lot of these people uh, did. You know, you need a hotel, you need to travel there. Yeah. It's expensive. It's, it's super expensive. People don't realize how expensive these conferences are. They're expensive just to attend, and then there's everything else, like you just mentioned. Hotel, food, uh, rent a car, did you fly in, all this stuff. It's expensive. Yeah, and then then you have to pay for a workshop. There's certain people you (laughs) might like that you want to go see. Then you have to pay another additional $25, $55, things of that nature. It gets pretty hectic. And for the most part, you don't really get new information. You just get people like uh, Linda Moen Howe. Seeing that she knows a, a physicist, and then that's that's pretty much the authority of all her stories. I know a physicist, and you don't. So I'm so perplexed by this. And see, this is another thing in kind of checking out because I have a lot of friends in in all this too. Well, and get this, get this real really quickly about Linda. She was there on a, on a panel, right? Yes. And right next to her was Graham Hancock. Yes. Graham Hancock didn't want to be next to her. You could just tell. <laughs> it was like, what the hell am I doing next to this this uh, fool? <laughs> it was it was sad. I just thought, why is Linda Moen Howe here? Uh, she uh, this was about like a- ancient stuff, and then there's Linda Moen Howe. Yeah, well, yeah, she's kind of she's OG on the circuit, and that's why. Yeah, she's just there because uh, for pleasantries. Mm-hmm. For cred. Well, with her, you know, the stuff she did initially, like what got her to be so popular was interesting back when nobody else was covering it, which was the cattle mutilations. I mean, that was her bread and butter. Right. And I agree with you. That was all fun, all fine. I love that. But it's the year 2023. Oh, that's decades ago. Yeah, it's decades ago. And all she was relaying at this conference, again, was, I know a physicist. That's everything she said that night was, I know a physicist. And then she would go on. It was the oddest thing in the world. And people paid for this shit. See, that's the thing is I have a lot of people, friends that cover stuff. So they're doing, they're the crew. And I get to see a lot of, I get stuff sent to me and back footage or free passes to look online and stuff like that and it it amazes me how what they're bringing to these conferences is what they're talking about on their channels anyway or in their books and there's there's like almost never anything new right and that's what i'm getting at it's just nothing she relayed was new and nothing that these people relayed were new at all so, again, I just thought, man, a lot of people paid great money to be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're not telling them anything they don't already know. Yeah. And nothing that you haven't put out already. Yep. So, holy shit, why even pay? Hundreds and, th- and thousands. Into the thousands. thousands. Yeah. Dude, some people paid thousands of fucking dollars to be there. And they get this little holographic little pass with an alien on it. I mean, it was... <laughs> <laughs> I thought, come on, you got to do better than that. <laughs> I went Holy to, shit. I think I talked to you about this one time um, because I'm up here in 
Washington on the on yeah. the border, and then in McMinnville, you know, had a famous UFO experience, which it still lives on, and so they have their yearly con there. And I went there, my friend Melanie Poe and I went there, yeah. and it was absolutely there were people that just did not like each other. It was so apparent how much vitriol was actually amongst some of these people, and right. I was like, wow. You know, like they were just, they were scowling at each other, but trying to be nice on the panel. <laughs> you get that sometimes. And that's what it was over at Contact in the Desert when Linda was on. You did have some people that did oppose each other. So it made, it did make for kind of a fun few minutes. But then, you know, cooler heads prevailed and no one really yeah. wanted to escalate it. But I thought, God damn it, you should have. <laughs> oh, right, right. We might as well just. What were you here? You, you should just start firing <laughs> at these people. Why not? What are you, what are they going to do? Fire you? Let's do some some world wrestling. Get up, I mean, you know, a little something, right? Let's yeah, say, you know, it's the entertainment. Let's get some entertainment. It was like a. It was like going to watch bingo. The way the energy was in the room. <laughs> so I mean, come on, I would like fight here. <laughs> well, and this is the thing that is so funny is that and there's so many of them, and it seems like these things are popping up more and more. And the one I was looking at clips from the last two days was yeah. just another another one of these basically for another one of these rising superstars that's just full of crap that people buy. It's like how many of these do we need? Now, I get some of them that are cool where it's more like meet and greets. You know, like the one that Robert Phoenix does, I think that's kind of cool. It's more like a meet and greet with the people that support the show. I like and that better. Yeah, he does a cool thing, and it's not really about big old presentation. It's a meet and greet. Have fun. There's barbecue. There's a pool. You know, everyone gets to kind of tell, talk to each other. It's more like going to camp, and so it's not a con. And I do think that's interesting, right? The conference, the con, Comic-Con, like Desert Con, and... And that's the thing, but there are more and more of these like symposiums and little things, little money making ventures that are going right. out. And somebody, some people, they're they're clearly they're like lucrative because people continue to go to them. Yeah, people continue to go to them all the time, and you get a lot of older individuals out there who are willing to spend all that money on tickets so as long as there's an audience there's going to be all these events to go to yeah yeah i gotta be honest though i mean i was invited to the event to cover it and i did get uh, get to interview people like uh, clyde lewis so that was that yeah. was pretty fun i i know clyde he's in my neck of the woods clyde's a fun guy to talk to yeah, well, you know, I mean, I can't call him friends. I've I met him twice. I was surprised to see him in person, you know, because I he's got a great voice. He's another one of those great voices out there. But, you know, I didn't expect to see him. You know, he looks he looks a little bit, you know, I, I worry about his health, you know. I didn't expect to see right. Clyde being looking unhealthy like that, so I was a little bit yeah. concerned. It's but, funny you say that because I did bring up his health in the interview and I asked him if he was afraid of death since he seemed like he was. Yeah. And then he brought up the health scare, the heart, all that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it's not a big stretch to see that he has, you know, like hypertension or something. Right. He's a cardiomyopathy victim, unfortunately. And um, 
the very first time I saw him was um, ironically at Contact in the Desert back in 2016, though, back in Joshua Tree. I saw him at, a, at the Walmart out there, one of those little carts. Yeah. <laughs> it was a true story. Yeah, it was kind of kind of sad because I recognized him and I'm like, Clyde Lewis? Yep. Yeah. You're in a little motorized cart. What's going on here? <laughs> it yeah. was bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, he's I got would. a bigger than life persona, especially with that great voice. I I think it was 2016 or 2017 when I met him the first time. Whenever Joe Roops, the Fringe FM came out here and Joe insisted I go. You go out there. Yeah, well, to, it was just to a little bar and that whole crew, you know, was there. So it was mm-hmm. fun. They're like I think to see to see them and all that, there's like five of us, and then like the producers of different shows. It was it was so so small, and it was fun. I got to tell you, I loved it. Yeah, they're nice people. Oh yeah, yeah, I had a I good like- time. JD's a hoot. She's a pistol. Yes. Have you met her? I, I have not met, met her personally, but I've been told she's a uh, people like her. She's a hoot. She's um. <laughs> she's running the show we'll put it that way that's what i figured well you know i forgot you were on the you were on the fringe for a while i was there yeah i forgot about that yeah you and i talked about this in the past personally i've been all over the place i know you have the michael deacon experience i think you were end of days then might have been yeah i might have been doing that geez that feels like a million years ago it really does, and sometimes I get I get emails about uh, interviews I've did under that banner, and I just think, wow, what a what a weird um, what a what a lifetime ago that was, and what a strange sort of journey it's been, and you know I've got to do all kinds of fun things while doing the show. You know, I was even the producer for John McAfee at yeah. one time. Yes, it was great. Yeah, it's so weird to look back, especially you know your career has been very interesting, and then. Very bizarre career. Well, it's interesting, and I think it's a good thing. Uh, and bizarre is good in my book. So I had a note. I didn't actually have a written note, but in my head, I wanted to get your opinion on this because you're Mr. Love and the AI experience. You know, doing voiceover and voice wait a work. Wait, wait, wait. I'm loving the AI. Well, what you said earlier. You, <laughs> so... I might have been a little superbolic there, but, you know, it's amongst friends. Anyway, so doing the stuff you do, also, your voiceover work and all that, that's definitely on the chopping block now with the way the AI is doing all this. It's a big deal. It really is. And then um, if you're out here in California, Southern California, then you know all about the strike. And oh, well, yeah. if you want, you'll, you'll all know about it. But especially if you're out here in California and you're doing this sort of thing, you all you already knew this was going to happen uh, sooner or later. And, yeah, I've been asked what what I think about it. And uh, honestly, I, I I'm not the one in control of it. You know, I'm not the one who has a say at all. Hopefully Hollywood and the Guild and all and that, um, what, what's it called? Uh, um, I'm reading the, the name. The Writers Guild. Yeah, the writer skill, the actual thing. I'm forgetting it too, and I have a lot of friends it's, in that, and yeah, in the SAG in SAG as well. It just sort of slipped my mind right now. Of course, but everyone knows what we're talking about, I'm sure. Right, but yeah, the guild, the actors guild. Well, the Screen I, Actors Guild is SAG. 
SAG, right? That, yeah, but, but there's the Writers so, Guild. Mm-hmm. But it's all tied in together, basically, essentially, because you need those writers to write the, the damn um, script for you. And they're the ones that direct the voiceover people like myself. So it, it's all tied in together. But again, I, I kind of figured this was going to happen. But their AI will never replace some voices, in my opinion. You're going to need these actual voices. And already there are laws set in place to protect the, the voiceover actors now. Thank God. Well, I think you have a sunny side view of this. You're on the sunny side of the street. Uh, well, yes, because, um, well, I have a decent voice and I've been able to make some money using it. And it's quite unique. It can be replicated by any degree. I know some people will say, well, that's be- that's bullshit. Yes, it can be. But there are sudden, um, I should say, little little differences you could you could kind of pick up um, by ear and you could sort of figure out which is a real voice and which isn't but you need a trained ear someone who's a producer and who's worked in music and recording to uh, pick up all the nuances that are so minute that most normal people won't be able to hear it in other words you have to be musically autistic to pick it up and i am one of those the writer's skill is wigga w- wigga <laughs> <laughs> it's WGA, Writers Guild of America. I know you're calling it a wigger. I'm like, whoa. I know. Wow. I know. <laughs> that was yeah. Well, I inflected it too. Wigger. So, wigger. Someone might get offended now. I know. Of course, someone's gonna, it's going to be <laughs> some wiggers. Might want to delete this episode now. <laughs> Edit that part out. It's just the no, true, true. Leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. There you go. Um, well, <laughs> see, I, and I appreciate your, um, I guess, faith. And I'm, I'm not, optimistic. I'm optimistic. This is true. I know. I appreciate it. I don't see it at all. I see amazing stuff because I'm pickled in this stuff, actually. I'm looking at this stuff all day. My finger's really on the pulse of this. And it's seamless. The AI is doing remarkable stuff in voice work. In fact, you can't tell the difference. And it's at that level. So, I don't know. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to rain on your parade, but I, I appreciate your optimism. Oh, that's okay. We could agree to disagree. Yes. Just like you and Mike Hideous. Sure. Which is always a hoot, you and Mike. So does Mike know? Well, that's why he's on. Yeah. Oh, I know. I tell people that. Some people don't understand. And I, it's funny that people come to me and say this. No, some people are retarded. Yeah. It, if well, you have to explain yourself, I mean, what's the point? It's better not to explain and let them uh, wandering, out, wandering around like a fool. That's the best part. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it it tickles me, you two, as a dynamic duo, uh, because he's all a Satanist, and here you are finding God. Uh, sure. And a higher version of it. For me, it works. But again, I also see how wickedly humorous you are, as uh, Laura London has described you from Speaking of You podcast. She's fabulous out there. And others with your humor that you have and it works when you get juxtaposed to people like 
Mike Hideous. And you know I love me some Mike Hideous. Me too. I wouldn't have it any, any other way, to be honest. I like Mike a lot, and I appreciate Mike. He might not feel the same way that I do about him, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, he has a very low opinion about himself and of me, but that's okay. We still love him 100%. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't have such a low opinion of himself, though. I agree. I tell him, I don't know why you do. The guy even, um, here's the thing, it was his birthday not long ago, and... The guy sent me a photo of his birthday cake and he put he put like the frosting, you know, like frosted writing on it on the top. And he put I'm telling you, this is what he did now, not someone else. He put he wrote himself with the, the little paste there. He wrote, Nobody loves you. Oh. I thought what? And then he eats that. That's terrible. And then he eats it, yeah. That's terrible. I just thought, what is going on with him? I, that's terrible. I hate to hear that. He's got a funny sense of humor. He's he's darkly lit. I love the goth vibe, but you have that too. And, you know, he's very talented as well. I hate hearing that. Very. He's very talented. I, I don't know why he feels that way, but he, um, he does. Oh, man. I'm going to reach out to him. It's been a minute. Maybe yeah, I'll have him have back on the to- show. Yeah, bring him on. Say hi to him. Uh, cheer him up. I will. I I will. I, it's been a minute. I haven't texted him in a minute. When we're talking about all of this stuff, all these people and the way, Look. the way people are in real life versus the way they're presenting themselves, and the way mm-hmm. that we get to experience the nuance as onlookers, whether we're in the business with them or not is interesting because from the beginning, I know because I've always had the showbiz background that a lot of people are just fronting. And and I remember when a couple of my friends blew up in social media and they got very big names. They're still out there. But it's, you know, not in the woo uh, crowd. Not in the woo crowd. So they developed some sort of ego. No, they no, they've stayed themselves. No, they've stayed themselves. But they were surprised to actually start meeting some of the people that they really looked up to. And and that whole thing that, you know, you know, and I know um, in and seeing the reality and that a lot of people are Uh, actually just putting on a show. It's just a character. It's all facade and you. Unfortunately, we'll see that once you yourself attain uh, any kind of level of notoriety, you start hanging around these other people that do have notoriety and maybe it's something that you might want. But then you meet them and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like this person at all. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of that. That's why they always say you should never meet your idols. I like being underground. I'd like to be better compensated for all the time that goes into this. Sure. But I don't have any stars in my eyes for being having a billion following and all that. I don't want to be called out on Joe Rogan's show and stuff like that. <laughs> you know? Right. So I don't I'm not those aren't my aspirations at all. Integrity for me is seriously the bottom line and it's rare in what we do. It's rare amongst, it's becoming more rare 
amongst this whole like idea of truther and conspiracy crowd that are supposed to be standing up for what is the actual truth and what are these conspiracies that have been uh, blinding us or controlling us. And then you find out that they are part of it. Ooh, it sounds like you've had a number of experiences yourself too with uh, unsavory characters in the field, I, I suppose. Oh yeah, of course I have. And so... You know, the, it's it's this thing. There's a lot of phonies out there. It, it, people don't realize this. And so you become the bad guy for, if you want to mention it, then it's like you become the bad guy because a lot of these people have cults that have come up around them. It may not be organized, but they have, you know, they have cults in a way, loose cults. And their people will come after you. They will gang stalk you, etc. Oh, yeah. And I've experienced a lot of that by doing this program. Yeah. That, that's what I call the dark side of doing a show that has garnered any kind of attention. It's something that most at home have never truly considered or thought about at all. And I've had to deal with many, many situations that would make most people tap out from uh, this thing. Uh, I've been getting stalked for many years now. Some of the things are, are some of these things are quite known, while others haven't really. Uh, while others, other individuals out there haven't really revealed themselves, which makes it far worse, in my opinion. And there's a few stories I've never told, and probably won't ever be able to tell publicly about uh, some of these uh, threats and some of the people that I've come across and uh, I had to deal with uh, in certain certain times of my life. And uh, many listening to this probably think it's some sort of joke. It's uh, I no joke. It <laughs> yeah, I wish it was. There are individuals out there who are mentally imbalanced and have absolutely nothing going on in their lives. And celebrities deal with these issues and they're always much more extreme than what I'm sharing with you right now. Yeah. And uh, thank God I'm nowhere near that level of uh, insanity. And, and I can tell you this really quickly. I've been being stalked since I was in high school. Yeah. And I was told this via a third party who wouldn't tell me who it was, which I feel I should have have uh, cornered and possibly threatened bodily harm <laughs> to them uh, for them not revealing all the facts. I kid, but uh, slightly. But that thought did cross my mind. Well, it's it's disheartening. I remember I have had the stalkers since I was young as well. And yes. but it gets worse when you become you know, you come forward and you have a show of this kind or that kind, whatever you're doing, and that puts you more in the public eye, and it gets worse. I guess the commitment on some of these people becomes more Ooh. severe, you know, yeah. the more more visible you become. I do want to say I've seen some of your terrible stalkers when I was still out on Twitter and stuff, and I was just like so shocked by it. It's like, oh my God, this is terrible. Poor Michael. And those are just the ones you see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. The ones you don't see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, same here. Oh, a, that's not just the one avenue. There's a plenty of other avenues. <laughs> I know. I know. It's yeah. terrible. I mean, that's just, that's just one of like hundreds. Yeah. I always say this, though. If, if I ever did something illegal, if I ever committed a crime, then call the FBI, call the police on me immediately and have me arrested. I mean, I, I want that. Go ahead. I always say, hey. If I did something fucked up, 
then call the fucking cops. I mean, take me away. I love the police. I would love to talk to them today. So take me away. I would love <laughs> Calgon. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So within this stuff you can talk about, because there's stuff you can't talk about. Same here. Sure. There's stuff I will never talk. First of all, I don't want to give them the time. Yeah, you day. don't want to give them uh, the credit. But uh, many yeah. moons ago, I did receive. Uh, well, I didn't personally receive it, but there was a letter sent to uh, my parents' house. And uh, luckily, they didn't see it. I saw it. And it was a threat about me and doing the show. And if I continue doing the show, then the house would be burned to the ground. Oh, it's terrible. I thought, great, burn it down. How did your parents take this? I didn't even tell them. Wow. Yeah, they have no idea that happened. I felt, um, I felt, what's the point of telling them? I don't want to scare the shit out of them. Right. It's most likely just a threat, and I I get all these threats all the time, and one of these threats I can't really uh, speak about, um... One of those was rather, rather serious. Let's say someone from the other side, not dead, from the other side was looking for me. Mm. And, you know, they were part of um, a much larger clique. Let's put it that way. And they approached my uncle at a bar. And they worked out something. And then, um, you know, we worked a few things out. But they were ready to go to uh, my home, my parents' home, my friend's home. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so it it was pretty bad. And that was the only time I was ever afraid because, in my opinion, threats are a part of life. But it's about, um, it's really about who is making those threats that's important. I mean, anyone can make a threat, but it matters who. Who are um, the individuals making these threats? Who they are? And if they are scary individuals, then maybe you should, you know, really consider that as a legitimate threat, not just some of these idiots that send you shit or say they're going to do this or that. That's pointless. But once they're out there actually looking for you and, you know, they approach other people, that's that's when you know it's serious. That's big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This ain't no uh, game. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. It's it's not at all. It's interesting. One of the things I always find funny is how people will say, you know, they'll, they'll be out doing maybe a little something out there in the field, you know, of whatever, podcasting, blogging, or whatever. And they talk about stalkers and it's really it's just like a couple people that are infatuated with them yeah it's they got emailed a couple times yeah it's like no that's not really (laughs) stalking this what you know (laughs) there's a whole different level there's a Uh, there's levels to this shit yeah yeah. and that's the thing i think some people don't understand and you never know what's going to trigger someone out there it's it's can be so strange the different Degrees. I mean, sometimes it really is the information you're bringing forward, but sometimes they just get obsessed. And I've seen that with you. That's like the, a lot of stuff I've seen is some crazy obsessed people that... People are very obsessed with me, yeah. Yeah. I have the cult of personality, that's why. 
They are obsessed with me because they have no choice. I've uh, <laughs> infected them with my mind virus. Yes. Yes. Well, you. Yeah. It has been. Yeah. It's been interesting to see. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's kind of cute and it's kind of funny, but it those are the ones that aren't threatening. The real scary ones are out there, though. And you. Yeah. The ones you that are actually, share. Yeah, the ones that actually are out there looking for you in real time. Yeah. Uh, those are the ones that are scary. The ones that actually carry around guns are the ones that scary. Not, not the other pathetic people that are on their keyboards all day. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't scare me one bit. It's the ones that uh, are in in gangs of sorts. Let's put it that way. Yeah, in networks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm more afraid of. And those are the ones that I've been in, I've uh, partially been involved with in uh, over the years. Not me, you know, hanging out with them, but. Them looking for me, that's that's um, that's frightening, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry that it has to go on, but it, it, it truly does. So with the Michael Deacon program, which is right. the latest iteration, because you've had a couple, how's all that going? I try to check in. I'm not a moderator anymore. I was so sad when I saw that. Oh, no one is. I know you told me that, but I was still. I, I got lo- rid of everybody. I loved my mod stuff, even though I didn't use it or anything. But, but it wasn't. It wasn't on purpose because I got a new channel, and I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to mess around with any of it. <laughs> I'm just going in bare bones here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let them have it out in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I get it, and I, I'm joking too about that. But it was. It. I was, know. I'm sorry. I, I just felt. It I was, was like, time to well, move on. Yes. Well, no, you know, maybe. people can do what they want. And I know that you actually can find the humor in the stupid stuff that goes on. Oh, of course. You have to in life. Or you're gonna go through you're gonna go through life very angry, you're gonna go be miserable, you're gonna get depressed, you're gonna start eating ice cream at two AM. <laughs> So, you, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> oh, my God. Indeed. Uh, the, I, you know, that is so funny. I've never really had to. I had a sweet tooth, I think, a couple times in my life. Nothing wrong it, with that, though. Well, those were only when I had. I didn't learn this until later, but when I had like candida issues, because I don't have a sweet tooth, it's not a normal thing for me. I have a spicy tooth. Give me the, all that oh. hot spice. I love the so spicy food. You're a curry fan, then? Well, um, sure, some curry, but I love like the extra hot South American food, Mexican uh-huh. food. I can go Thai food. Curry's not usually what I go for, but I go for hot Thai hot, right? And then, of course, you know, I've got, I've got, a, I'm a quarter Sicilian, and so Sicilians oh. love some hot food, and I grew that's up true. on the hot food, so that's my choice over sweet. Anyway, I have a feeling, have a feeling as you were describing that you were moving your hands. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually not. So I, I didn't get, I wasn't raised around Sicilians. I didn't find that <laughs> out until I was about eleven when I met uh, my real dad. I was wa- raised around. Um, Basically, was raised around Irish people. So, wait a minute. You met your dad at nine years old. Is that what you're saying? Eleven. I met him when I was eleven. Yeah. When you were eleven, how does that make you feel? He was a disappointment to me. He was a disappointment to you. I had this idea that I had a papa that was more like Cary Grant. 
And oh. uh, instead, I got like the uh, mm. the guy from the Lord of the Rings. The what is it? The ones that do in the cave with the long red beard. <laughs> you know, I was that's the dad oh, I got, see. and I wanted Gary Grant. So that's hilarious. You wanted more like a Bill Murray type of dad. No, not a Bill Murray. Cary Grant. Not a Bill Murray. Oh, okay. And Will, I and I got Will the be, been a good dad for what, you. What was that character in? In Lord of the Rings, it was the the dwarves. So they they dwell in the mountains, and that one was so hilarious. The elf said that one time. He's like, they came up, and the the elves had somehow known they were coming up. And he looked at the guy, and he's like, I could hear you breathing. It was, it was so funny. Anyway, that guy reminds me of my Sean dad. Aston. That's well, was the troll or the. Uh, I don't even know what you call him. Um, oh, geez. I can't remember what you call him. But that's my dad. He had the long, you know, auburn beard and built like a motherfucker, you know, really strong naturally, and but short and the whole thing. I mean, I think I'm taller than my dad. Although it's funny because everyone in his family is tall. His, his brother's like 6'2", and his mother, yeah. who just died, she was 100, uh, wow, it was like five eight, and his sister's uh-huh. taller than him. Yeah, she she would have lived longer, but she actually uh, and on no meds, still yeah. having her beer every day, still going bowling. <laughs> she fell and hit her head or something, and oh, that sucks. She ended up in hospital, which is where you shouldn't end up. Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. I yeah, a hundred years old though. Yeah, she had just celebrated that. Isn't that wild, though, to think about that? We could probably all reach that age if we, well, not not all of us, but some of us will. Well, looking back at my genealogy, I have a lot of that. I have 106-year-olds and, Damn. and older. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of that in my lines. Wow. But, you know, in the end, that still feels really short to me when you think about how fast it's going. Are you noticing yeah. the time thing lately? It seems time like. Time does. Yeah, time seems like it's going much faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And of course, I, I've mentioned this before on the program. You know, I, I've looked through old photographs and I have photographs of me being out in the park out back in El Centro. And um, there's pictures of the sun and the sun's actually yellow. For, <laughs> oh, no. shit. That's OG. <laughs> it really is. And I always ask people this question. I say, you know, when you were a kid and you were coloring and let's say you drew the sun, I would say, what crayon would you pick up and use for the sun? And everybody would say yellow. Yes. And I thought, I know, right? Isn't that crazy? And I'm yeah. like, nowadays, the sun's no longer yellow. Mm-mm. It's not at all. It's not even close. You know, once in a while, you get a little bit of yellowy tint on a sunset. or Slightly, slightly. You do get that little yellow in there, but not like not like before. No, it was it was golden. Yeah. It was beautiful right. and golden. And um, not anymore. All the paintings, all the pictures. I mean, there's. It's not like there's no evidence of it. It's it's in movies and stuff. So why do you think time is? And it's not just people getting on in years. Young people, like young. No, it, it, it's it's the universe. Yeah. So what's it's going what on with it's this? Not the Earth. It's just the universe that we're in is always changing. There's always things going on out there in the cosmos and things are just accelerating through time right now. We're just shooting through space right now. It's, it's pretty, 
pretty bizarre if you think about it, that we're just sort of being shot through space right now. We're spinning in circles, yet we feel like nothing's going on around us, which is absolutely not true. That's probably the most frightening thing to think about, that we're just on this island or Earth and we're just going through an infinite loop in the cosmos. No one knows where we're going. No one knows we're going to hit something yet. We have satellites going around. We have all these things just perfectly aligned with us, all firing through the sky. And um, that is truly frightening to me. Every, every time I think about it, I get very nervous. So with all the people you've talked to, especially after contact, because there were some good people there, have you gotten any like kind of back room intel on some things that could be going on that concerns all this with all this fuckery going on with time. And, and then there's all this new kind of alien type stuff going on. You had any secret information for us, Mr. Deacon? Well, I don't know if I have any secret information for you. I think all this sort of information, someone that's like an astrologist would be able to give you much more, um, accurate reading about what's going on right now those people for some odd reason um i i never really gave them too much credit these people these astrologist types astrologers i should say yeah and um i i knew some of them some of them even worked for the nfl and that's something i've never really publicly said um, wrap your mind around that. An actual NFL team pays someone to make everyone's chart. I'm sure this is the very first time you heard this, and I'm sure it's the very first time a lot of people have actually heard this, but I've known someone personally, very good, very personal, that worked for the NFL and still does work for the NFL. And this is what they do for a living. And they wouldn't share anything with me. I just happened to one day come across some stuff I saw on a computer. Let's put it that way. And it's quite fascinating that the NFL actually pays the amount they do for these sort of uh, charts. Let's put it that way. I'm, so not, I'm not surprised by that at all. I think that the people in charge of you know, on different levels are consulting with this. You know, the Reagans did, and they brought that out in public, that they didn't make any move without Nancy consulting their astrologer. They're very into it. And so I think wise people use these tools. Right. So you're not at all surprised to hear this shit. No, I'm not. But, I mean, some people out there might be. Oh, I think a lot of people would be. The ones that are into the NFL – they would be like, what, what, what do you, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I, I think if you're wise, you're, you're using these tools. I don't have the NFL connection, but mm -hmm. I know other organizations that are pretty big that do do this. And of course the entertainment business is keen on this, you know, when they release, of course it's obvious, right? So it's Halloween season. This is when the horror movies go get released, oh, yeah. the big ones. And, of course, summertime, summer fun. They got to do something to keep the summer going because everyone's yeah. outside having fun. So you got to have big blockbusters in the summer. And you release them on certain times. and You get the right uh, 
synergistic energies with these waves. So coming out of contact with the desert this time, did you get any intel as to, so let's move into this alien invasion narrative. Sure. It, it's on, and you know that. It's on. They're it's playing on. There's, it. There's a, lot, there's a lot of, um, there's a sort of like a blockade going on right now in terms of intel and things being leaked out there. You know, you have all these, government officials and you have all the military people talking about these sort of things and to be quite blunt with you and everyone else these are stories we all heard thousands of times already yeah for those who've been into this since like the 90s and early 2000s we've heard all of these stories time and time again yeah but it's always much more interesting when you get someone of um a high level of military clearance saying the same shit just well, a little bit slightly different this time around. That's what I'm it saying. Hold, it's more hold a little bit more weight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's weighty. And that's what I, that's exactly what I'm saying, Michael, is it seems like this is like go time for whatever that is. Right. It is go time for sure. But will there be um, an actual disclosure per se? Um, you know, Bill Clinton back in the 90s tried. He wanted to be the first disclosure president, but that didn't. That didn't happen. They also blocked him. So when we look at the stuff that went on with Congress, when they came out and they told us that they're real biologics and all this, that they are threatening, that their their tech is advanced beyond ours, and that they've already been aggressive towards us, that was a major moment, and that was – on the heels of the Las Vegas stuff that happened in, in right. and then in the Peruvian stuff that's gone on with the face peelers and now a whole bunch of other stuff's happened. And then there's that AKA Chinese balloon that went over our airspace and a muamua and all this stuff starts to add up. When we start adding up all the stuff that's happened in more recent times, Something is going on, Michael. Something big is going down. And it's hard to know exactly what it is. But it does seem to be something from out there is what they were being told and kind of being shown. What, what do you think about this? And I know you talk to a lot of these people. Again, uh, they all say all these things are going to happen. They're, they're gonna, we're going to get disclosure. Finally. Yet we just keep getting backed into a corner. Uh, anytime there's a little bit of progress being made, you just kind of get shoved back into that corner. And it, it's an awful thing that's going on. And that brings me to the whole mummy thing really quickly here. Um, I'm not sure if you saw that. Um, I'm pretty sure you did. The recent, the Anunnaki one? Well, all of those small mummies they presented, um, I believe it was Jaime... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of progress being made and then something like that happens and it kind of shoots everything in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, that that <laughs> it's like a, a, there there is so much going on, though, in the field. But a lot of the attention has been sort of taken away and more focused on what's going on in, in the Ukraine and with Russia, and now with Palestine, mm -hmm. and Israel, and Iran, mm -hmm. you know, all the focus has been shifted again. 
from the but whole doesn't UFO that seem thing. suspicious? Oh, absolutely. This is what I'm getting to. Uh, to there, there's always progress, and then some shit happens, and then you're back to uh, back to square one again. And it's so annoying, and it's kind of made me almost want to check out from the whole UFO thing for a moment, because it's just it's so frustrating, and it's got to be for a lot of other folks out there that want answers, yet. You think you're going to get answers, yet uh, you're you're definitely not, especially not from our government. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, does anyone at this point? Good luck. How can we believe anything they say at this point? I mean, that's been part of the veil lifting, I think, for a lot of people is realizing these people don't care about us. In fact, all they care about is running us like we're chattel. And it doesn't matter who you are, what color you are, what sex you are, that you were just statistics and some sort of battery, whether it's financial battery or energetic battery to these monsters. Unfortunately, all of that is true. I wish I could uh, disagree with you and say, no, well, you're wrong about X, Y, and Z, but that's exactly what's going on right now. And you never really know who's telling the truth or not when you have these stories and you have these figures and the military or our own government. You you just really don't know who's being honest and who isn't, who's being paid and who's genuine. And a lot of people in America have lost faith in government and these so-called leaders. And I don't blame them. Well, I don't blame them, and I have not ever had faith in them. You know, I'm one of those right. people. I mean, we're the ones, we're the minority, though. I mean, yeah. I felt this way since I was, like, in high school. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's I never been a reason. They haven't given us a reason to trust them. I mean, really. True. What have they done? What have they done? They're all sleazy-looking, and... They all lie to you. And, and then, you know, just looking at the American scene... How geriatric are whole these people that represent us? Now I don't even think they're human, so I've got deep woo on that. Yeah. But <laughs> the the fact that they are being presented and they're you know completely should be enjoying their golden years instead. You know the Nancy Pelosi's and and um, yeah, the career politicians. Yeah, the career ones, but they're also like in their eighties. You know, it's like. It's time. It's time to. It's time to do something else. Yeah, and enjoy life. Enjoy your family. Well, there. This whole the the whole Biden thing. My God, it's Jesus. I know you're not a um, Democrat, and I know you're not a uh, Republican. Correct. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not for this not whole even. game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm part with of it. A lot of people. A lot of people think I'm like right wing or something. And Me too. I'm like, Are you? <laughs> I know, but it, it, you see, if you see it, you see that it's happening all around. It's in the round, and it's not just one side or the other. And it takes people a while, I think, maybe to get to that point to realize it's all a show. It is, and that they have not figured that out yet. These um, the two party, the two tier party system is pathetic in my opinion and we need a third party to um rise already and get rid of the republicans and democrats in my opinion they've ruined this country and most of the world 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the influence is crazy. But look at there are big moves being made, and the the America of the past. And I don't care what people think about America of the past. There's so many different stories. We don't know what the real truths are, but a lot of people that came here from wherever, because people came here from all over the world and, and built up their lives and built up their families from other places, you're all American. And they were here because of the idea of actual diversity, not this weaponized idea of diversity and all the bullshit we're seeing people that could just be here and have a sense of some autonomy from actual dictatorships. And also, you know, it was like a matter of pride to jump through the hoops to want to be part of it. And it's like that clip I played earlier you know, where now people from actual third world countries are like, whoa, this is, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> you know, like America is now becoming that. And we're being filled with people that don't like America and what it stands for. So coming here is different than going to, say, Norway, where Norway is a Norwegian ethnic country with Norwegian people. America has been from the start a mix of people. And I think people forget about that. They do. And, you know, again, I wish I could disagree with you and have fun arguing with you, but I, I can here because I, I agree with everything you just said. And America is really turning into the UK. And that's exactly what I told uh, Katie Hopkins, I believe, back in uh, 2017. I said, you might want to get out of the UK if you haven't already. <laughs> And you might not want to be in America. <laughs> yes. Because in a few years, it's going to be just like the UK. Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems like the way things are going, a lot of uh, migrants from uh, these countries are going to come out here. Mm-hmm. They're going to be shipped over here. And I think it's all part of the plan to introduce the smart city thing and yes. social credit scores. Yeah. And how right you were. And, you know, they're coming in. We've got masses of them from Haiti. A lot of people that hate America are coming through. They just hate us. And I tell people this all the time. Just uh, be thankful that you have, you know, mostly, not mostly, but just be thankful that you have uh, plenty of uh, Hispanic people coming through here and not the Haitians. Yep. That would uh, be a different uh, different ball game. Yeah. You had a lot of them coming in here. No offense to the good Haitians out there, because there's plenty of them out there. But the ones that are of criminal mind. Well, those are the, are the ones mind. coming through. And the, yeah, they're the ones that are being able uh, to come through here much e- easier than those that uh, have a family. Those that are just trying to do the right thing, trying to get out of their situation. And I'm all for doing it the right way. Um, I'm not against uh, immigrants. I don't hate people of any nation. That's not who I am in, in my um, in my world. Yeah, there's no hate in my heart. To be honest, there really isn't. But well, it, other people not so much. You know, but other people they have other agendas. Yes. Well, they're letting like in El Salvador and in you know they're taking they're letting the prisoners out it's like they're bringing families or the best of the best it's prisoners and stuff like that and same with haiti and you know as far as mexico we share 
a border with Mexico. Mexico and Mexicans, whatever you want to call them, that have that are Indian, Indians, you know. So you know what's funny? I've always found this yeah. so funny is that Americans are so like the especially New Agers are really obsessed with Indians, right? And I, Indian culture, but they will separate that from Mexicans, which are Incas and Mayas and other Indians. And I've never understood that divide. Like, wait, how, what, how, you know, okay, so what, the Sioux and the Navajo and this and that, but not the Mayans and the Aztecs. And Like, I've never understood that divide, and it's a it, even with the Canadians, you know, we share a border yeah. with Canada, and there's a lot of the indigenous people there. There's a lot of people, that, yeah. There's a lot of like Indian people, like people that are from Antarctica living there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but what I do see coming through are the criminals from some of these other countries. And not really the Mexicans. I I don't see the majority of what's coming through our southern border as Mexicans. What I see are thugs coming up from Salvadorian prisons, from uh, Ecuadorian prisons. Uh, well, I mean, to be uh, to be fair though, you you get a lot mostly not here in like California. Do you get that Southern California? Not that you don't, but the majority of the most violent ones are coming through the Texas region, actually. Yeah. Well, and then look at why, actually how many are coming from Africa. Or from Africa. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a huge majority in the Middle East, Pakistanis. Yeah. These people that hate us, that literally yeah. hate us. It doesn't matter what color we are. They hate America as an idea, first of all. Right. And um, you know what's so ironic is that we help a lot of countries that feel that way about America. Uh, it, well, and this is what should wake people up, that alone. Don't you think? That I mean, is, that's... That's the most bizarre thing to me. I mean, the fact that we help Palestine, because mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've helped Iran, the fact that we've helped Israel, mm-hmm. and so forth and so forth. We we do this all the time, though. We seem to support the ones that uh, that hate us. It's it's so strange. I bizarre. It makes your for me. It just makes my mind swim. Like how obvious is this? How how absolutely in our faces all this is that they really just want to take down what we have. They want to, to, and they're doing it, Michael. They're doing a damn good job of it, actually. Oh yeah, it's happening right now in real time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we keep pumping out money, arms. You know, the weapons. God, can you believe all the money we've sent just to you for the BS in Ukraine? The people that are buying yeah. that, I'm sorry. You know, this is, it's so obvious what's really I'm going shocked, down. I'm shocked, by the way. I'm, I'm shocked you're saying this. I, I figured you would have a Ukrainian flag outside your home. No, no. It's a joke, of you, I know, and, and people don't know probably. So Ukraine's always been... For a long time, you know, the baddest kids on the playground. They're they're very lots of human trafficking, lots of crazy stuff, and right. pol in Poland. It's not this mecca that people want to make it. And 
the amount of money laundering going on is ridiculous. And the flaunting of, say, the first family of now they're in palaces, the first wife is dressing in all haute couture. And, you know, I mean, she's out here here shopping on (laughs) Rodeo Drive. I know what in the hell. Meanwhile, they're begging for money and we're sending billions and we're and we're in such dire straits here. It's the Ukraine, it's uh, Israel, it's mm-hmm. Iran first, uh, America last. It is totally that, and that's they don't the thing. Shit about you? No, not at all. And that's what I keep saying. It's this big puppet show that's going on, and the fact that people are buying into it makes me wonder about this whole NPC thing, or are they part of that? organization are they well, here, here's my here's my theory and i'm glad you mentioned this i've been saying this since i believe like 2017 i truly believe that 70 to 85 percent of the majority out there are perfectly brainwashed they inhabit the mind virus because of influence from that black box that cube in your living room and they're your friends and family they also are responsible for social programming. In my honest opinion, it all goes back to that. It all goes back to these people that you communicate with, the things you watch, the things you hear on television. Think about uh, COVID again. Look at all the people that uh, sheltered in place. Yeah. All the people that didn't go out anywhere because they were scared shitless. Well, Everyone obeyed. Well, see, the thing is, and I remember when that came on, and you and I were both saying, you know, at least let's see what's going on. Let's be cautious. Yeah. Well, and you got to be cautious about everything, though. I mean, yeah, um, uh, people are, are afraid of, like, you know, Muslim terrorists and all this shit. I'm more afraid of the per. I'm more afraid of my goddamn neighbor or anyone <laughs> around me because people are animals, and man is wolf to man. Yep. Never forget that. Yes. My last name, by the way, means wolf in Norway or Norwegian. Yes, good old Norway. I don't. You don't know my my real last name, which I won't reveal here. But uh, my actual last name means the wolf. I like that. You know, it's, me too. It's, it's pretty metal. It's so metal. It's exactly what I was thinking. I have the soul of um, of an animal, of a wolf, in my opinion. Oh, I can see that. I have an animal heart inside of me wolves are amazing and people don't really understand them back to what we were talking about here and i know we're getting closer to wrapping and i know your back's probably hurting as we look at how this is all getting played out and how fast it's going and this stuff we've been talking about say with what's going on in the middle east what's going on over with that farce over with russia and ukraine and you really brought in a key component to all of this because all these countries that allegedly hate each other and are warring against each other, don't you think it's funny that they come together to be friends in Antarctica and space station stuff and then they (laughs) came together to run the whole hoax of the world lockdown? Right. We're all in cahoots with each other, you know, um, just think about uh, your favorite politicians that uh, so many people like to fully believe they are. Um, let's say you're you're a fan of uh, Hillary, or you're a fan of Trump, 
And you see that in your team Trump or your team Hillary, yet they both have attended each other's weddings. They both have given each other money. Trump also part of the foundation at one time, big donor. Yeah. All of these people have uh, done business with each other at one time or another. And they, they continue to be friends. I mean, look at Tucker Carlson. Guess who got his son into college? Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden. <laughs> So, I mean, it you know, you go down the rabbit hole, you see that all these people are full of shit. You shouldn't believe any of them. Most of the people that are popular in media, you shouldn't believe a word that comes out of their mouths at all. Yeah. You shouldn't believe them. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It takes a while. I, I notice how people will go from, say, they'll be one side or the other and then they'll just swing over to the other side because they see on the side they previously were on, it's all lies and crap. Then they get to the other side and they're adamant about that and then they see it's all crap and then they're still looking for an option and and sometimes they get stuck there where it's like it's all crap. All these people are working together. and It's a one-two sort of a thing. Yes, what do you think is the way out of this, though, Michael? Yeah, the, the, that's the thing. I don't know how we can get these people out of it. They seem to be fully emerged into whatever team they're on. And we're seeing this with everything right now. Everyone thinks they're playing uh, some game. And it's not. It's not a game. But people are team this, team that. Yeah, You have to remember that uh, both sides uh, have already sold you out a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's sobering. The thing to me is it's team us or them in, in, in the end because they're, who's getting attacked? We are getting attacked. The actual yeah, you people. To, you, have to, you have to try to like get that. You have to relay that sort of message in their heads. you got to find something, uh, anything, and show them, explain to them. That both sides are actually, both sides you shouldn't be cheering for at all. In my lifetime, so I wasn't alive for World War II, obviously. So I don't know, I can't speak personally to it. But I know that looking at some of the stats and details, because all we know are the winner's side stories, right? Because that's who tells the story. And I know there's a lot of discrepancies, like Everything in our history, everything, not just that, but in our lifetimes, it has not been, you could never say anything bad about anything Jewish. And, um, and again, I'm separating, I'm making separations here. Oy vey. Oy vey for real. It's giving me the ajita. And so now this is so crazy to see all of the people coming up and talking about stuff that we couldn't talk about without getting into some big trouble, all this Jewish stuff that's come up. And I'm not saying I'm on either side of the fence here. I'm not. I think it's all part of the big plays we've established here. But it's interesting to see it because none of this stuff was a, none of it was kosher. You couldn't talk about any of this stuff for all the years I've been alive without being considered, you know, an anti-Semite or a, a denier of some sort. All the words. Holocaust they, denier. 
Yeah, right. A den- deni- the denier thing is like the new du jour. That's, yeah. it's, That's the hot word, the key word. Yeah, and it's not just Holocaust denier. It was denier at all. It reminds me of like the witch or something. You denier. You're de- oh, that's denier. Right. And so... Denying Christ. You're going to burn your ass at the stake now. <laughs> right. Oh my God! Right. So oh, if you're sure. if you are actually not guilty, you will float, and if you're guilty, you will sink. Either way, you die. <laughs> it's no, it's no different, you know. The, that applies to what's going on right now. What happened in Salem all those years ago with all those uh, nice women that were slaughtered? I'm you know, descendant from some of those people directly oh, in my genealogy. So you um. The essence of you is a hundred percent witch. Well, it could be conceived that way. I mean, yeah, the towns Rebecca nurse. Town Nurse, Goody Nurse, is my direct grandmother, and then ladies and gentlemen, she was the one that played the old woman in the Crucible and stuff. They always paint her. You know, she's the the elder. But I have alchemists in my bloodline and all kinds of interesting characters. But see, we're sli- we're sliding from the subject here, and the thing we is, well, no, that's because it's a conversation. Yeah. But it is interesting to me to see that things that couldn't be talked about are now really talked about, and there's a huge, at yeah. least over he- in the world, what I'm seeing, there's a huge, um, the Palestinian. Are really seem to be having a huge voice all over the world, and it it brings to mind all the immigrants that have come in because most of them have been by and large Muslims in the Western world, invading Europe and invading America. And this is what we're talking about: whether they're Middle Eastern, African, um, uh, or Ukrainian, all That's- the Muslims from. Africa and so in my town, Michael, there's a we have oh, a lot town. of in my town we have a lot of Ukrainian oh. immigrants, but all of them are African. So they're not really Ukrainian. And so it's hilarious for me with my name to be mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're so Ukrainian. <laughs> <laughs> you're so Slavic. Okay, yes, you're Slavic. All right. I'm gonna play the game with you. Cause it's bullshit. And right. Right. And so you see all these protests, though, and it's major, major, major against Jewish people. And again, mm. I don't have a horse on either side, but I'm saying I've never been able to see this before. There's a lot of rage and things that are being said that are very interesting, intriguing to listen to. And also the big setup that's happened in the Western world with the Muslims coming in everywhere. Right. You know, there's a. There's something bigger unfolding here. It's something bigger going to happen. And yeah, going back to what I told Kitty Hopkins, uh, we're turning into the UK and look at Sweden. Sweden is real bad. I'm not sure if you've been watching what's going on out there. Oh, you know, my heart's in Scandinavia. Yeah, it's terrible. The migrants have really turned it upside down. Sweden is no longer Sweden. No. Again, Michael, that's where you would go and you want to... See, this is different than America. The Swedish people are a certain people and culture. That's their homeland. And when you go to visit Sweden now, you might think you're in Pakistan. And they're these- so sweet, by the way. The, the Swedes, you know, I've, I've talked. There's a lot of listeners that are Sweden that live there, that live there for their entire lives. 
they are some of the nicest people I've ever come across. That's part of the problem is they are too nice. Yeah, so nice. I think that's exactly what happened. Their government was just so damn nice to all these people and they got taken advantage of. Yeah, it's bad. Well, even in Oslo, Norway, where I have a lot of connections um, and and some blood and uh, it's, you know, Norway closed the borders. They started to see this happening and it's too late in cities like Oslo. But um, in Bremen and others, it's too late. But. In general, Norway said, no, we're not having it. And Sweden just kept the doorway open. They just kept letting people in. And, of course, they border each other, right? These, yeah, they're these, right there. These countries border each other. Mm-hmm. And so this invasion's pretty, pretty intense. I looked at this statistic today from the Biden administration that said for every new American birth, and I don't know what that actually means, there's – been in the last two years one immigrant for every baby being born right now in america so think about how that's going to change now i know people in small towns all over america and their towns are being overridden just like the uh the italian islands so you know i can't think of the name of the island by sicily that uh they had I think 8,000 people, this is their homelands for centuries. And then yeah. and overnight they had 18,000 Muslim migrants. And then it ended up being 23. That's called sacked. If we're looking at old score war, they sacked that island. And then there's only so much food on that island. How's this going to end? Not in a good way. But I, I do want to say this, though, to everyone out there. There are plenty of muslims who don't agree with any of these things and there's plenty of muslims who actually love jesus by the way um i mean because that's also a prophet for them too you know they love jesus the ones that are actual muslims the ones that are not radical they actually have respect um what's going on in palestine with hamas is not a they're not representing the the muslim culture as a whole i just want no, and I make that clear all the time, and and it yeah. needs to be made clear. We but it, to, it's sad yeah. that we have to make that clarification. Is, We're talking about Sharia law. We're talking right. about Sharia adhering Muslims, the ones that you either convert or off with your head. We're talking about those, the radicals. The, yeah, the, the very very radical. Because yeah. uh, there's plenty of Muslims that I know. And uh, plenty of Jewish people that I know that are not like uh, not like the things that we're watching on on TV. No, you know, they don't group any of this shit. Well, the Sufis, for one, I mean, the Sufis are amazing and they're Muslims and, you know, the whirling dervishes and all that. I mean, it, it's it's definitely a point that needs to be made. We're talking about radicalized people that are doing yeah, things these are people that are very different. Yeah. But those are the ones that are being that are flooding everywhere, right. and and it's an intention. And there's a lot of money behind them, like oh. George Soros is behind it, um, and others. We could name the names. So it, it's been an intentional act, is what I'm saying, Michael. It is. No, you're right. And these are uh, NGOs. That are partially responsible for all this. You know, they're the ones that are being backed by uh, Soros, like you just mentioned right now. He's, he's just one, one and he's one Jewish. 
Right. But he was also funding, you know, the BLM riots. He was getting all the, the bricks that all came from uh, his camp. And Antifa. And Antifa, another one. He also supported. They all support each other. All these NGOs out there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. quite disturbing. That's who we're talking about. We're talking about those people. Just before we close out here. Sure. So just on the last note, and let's get you back into your uh, end of days mode. So I'm always in that mode. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, don't worry. So just the last bit of this, because our conversation's really been about this big setup that's going on and the lie around us that we all live and how whether you're just coming to it and seeing it now or whether you've been aware of it for a long time, that there is something bigger going on. And here's here's the final question. Do you think this has a spiritual component to it? Ooh, that's a great question. That is a good question. I think so. I think it, I think so. I think what's going on right now is a spiritual battle. As weird as that sounds, I think that's what we are all facing right now in real time. Whether it's set up that way, I don't know. I don't know if that was uh, the intention for all this, what's going on right now in the universe. I don't know if it was set up that way, but personally speaking, it's been a spiritual awakening for me personally with all the things that have happened, all the things that have happened in my life physically to get to uh, this point. And to sort of interpret things uh, a little differently, again, not in the most religious way, but in a more divine way, a spiritual way. And now it seems much more clear to me that what we are facing, in fact, is a is a uh, spiritual war. Yeah, I see it, too, and I really I feel it. And I think that that's at the bottom of it. And I think that a lot of people don't have a relationship or understand the depth of what that is because it's more than, you know, the, this higher level of that is more than going to church or opening some tome. Think about it. You know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't want to think about certain things that we uh, discuss uh, with, you know, on your show, on my show. These are all things that most normies don't want to discuss. Well, that's why we're here, Michael. I think it's oh, I part of our job. I agree 100%. I think this is why we're on the journey that we are on. And again, I specifically said going up to a contact in the desert, if I didn't experience anything, and I said it on the air, I said, if I don't experience anything, I'll stop talking about uh, UFOs and the afterlife and all these uh, sort of quote-unquote woo subjects <laughs> and uh, sure enough the first night i'm there i get the experience i was looking for and that's why you're still talking that's why i'm still here well doing this mr michael deacon it's just always a pleasure to talk with you i'm a longtime fan you know that and i consider you a friend and a big shout out to my friend meredith who's making my world go around right now for getting you on here and um, much love Meredith yes she's very special and so I hope to have you on again and I'm 
hoping for your healing. Let you know, amen. Get get you a healing on that back. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on the program. I hope your listeners enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I had a great time, and we will do it again on the other side. Thank you so much. And how do people find you, Michael? Well, you could go to michaeldeacon.com or just search the Michael Deacon program wherever you listen to a podcast. I'll be there. Yes. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in to hear Mr. Deacon being Mr. Deacon. Thank you kindly, and we'll catch you on the other side. Good night. I would like to thank the patrons of the show, Cass, Mother Goose, Claire Cathcart, Denise Bissell, Eggtooth, Liz Radikin, Inky, Eric Peterson, Heather, Jake Vanek, Kate Kukulkin, Carrie, Laura Dunn, Leela Marie, Lynn Radius, Marcy Shapiro, Mark Fetcher, Melanie Poe, Mia Bell, Myra, Neil McNaughton, Noelle Jeanette, Pamela Hodel, Rod Knight, Sarah Eckrich, Stephen Mercer, Susan Miller, Wise Night Owl, and Babs, our moderator and bone miller, as well as everyone else that contributes to the Cosmic Salon, both in money and time. Thank you for coming here and playing around with ideas, keeping an open mind, holding the line in your personal life, and remembering that you have agency. You have jurisdiction in your own life and in your own space and sphere. Don't give it away. Don't give it up. The dreamer loves the dream. The dreamer feeds the dream. The dreamer awakens within the dream. Thank you for dreaming with me here in the Cosmic Salon.